0: Welcome to The Dog Show, a podcast for dog mums and dads who like to spoil their pups and care for their well-being. I'm your host, Will Blunt, and every week I interview global experts about dog health, nutrition, behaviour, trends, and much more. Let's sink our teeth into this week's episode. This episode of The Dog Show features Dr. John Morgan, who has been on the show numerous times now. John is a partner veterinarian at Gordon Vet Hospital, where he specializes in orthopedic conditions and arthritis in dogs. But in today's episode, we're discussing skin conditions in dogs, including how to know if your dog has a skin condition and how to treat it if they do. John, welcome to The Dog Show again. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Will. So today we're going to talk about skin conditions and dermatology. Um, it's probably a common thing that a lot of dog owners are dealing with. I've dealt with it myself with, with my dog. But what are some common skin conditions that you'd see owners come in with, well, for their dogs?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, not the owners, hopefully. Um, I guess dogs probably are, the main thing we see is more of a seasonal allergy. Hmm. So it's probably the, the most common issue. And definitely we're in the summer in Australia at the moment it is what we're seeing the most out of all conditions. Um, we do see a lot of really itchy dogs and, and quite, uh, quite a lot of hair loss and, and skin thickening. And then beyond that, obviously fleas do become an issue for dogs that aren't on prevention. But fortunately, dog flea prevention is, is really, really advanced in the last mm. few years, so we're not seeing as much of that anymore. Uh, and that also excluded other parasitic skin diseases uh, like demodex mites or even psychoptic mites, which affect the ears and face of dogs. Okay, so they're caused by,
0: I guess, other like, mites and things like that right yeah those type and then you've got the allergies which are caused by genetics or
1: yeah so allergies are, are very much yeah genetic genetic based so yeah. there are certain breeds unfortunately french bulldogs <laughs> yeah as I mentioned uh labradors um, german shepherds and definitely we do see a lot in west highland white terriers mm. they're probably the highest rate of skin issues in, in westies right but yeah they're, they're uh their genetics are weighing into the condition but there's also a lot of external factors so interestingly the food can be a big factor in skin allergies as can um, sort of plants, um, plant pollens, grasses and uh, even insects in the environment that aren't parasites such as dust mites and and what's called a food storage mite can cause allergies as some examples.
0: Okay so and you mentioned that the hotter months are uh, when these things rear their head a little bit more.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's often to do with more the pollen counts and, um, and sort of the activity of the dogs. You know, obviously, um, moisture content of the air and swimming are big factors in skin conditions because um, we often do have uh, an underlying allergy. So the, the dogs react, they scratch and damage the skin, and that actually opens it up to a secondary infection. So we're, we're not only seeing allergies that we know them, which is a little bit of itchy skin, we often get a, a secondary bacterial or yeast infection. that your vet needs to, need to right. diagnose and treat very differently.
0: So, yeah, so how, how are, I guess, allergies or skin conditions showing up on the dog? You're talking about... You, you mentioned potentially bacterial infections and scratching and, yep. you know, redness. Are they the main ones?
1: Yeah, I, I think that, um, so scratching is probably the earliest sign. Um, redness I find is only really picked up on the belly and in the armpits. So it's sort of, you you might be missing the signs if you sort of look for redness. Mm. Um, scratching is definitely the biggest one to look for. And the, the one that often is missed or that I find that that you have to sort of ask more questions about is ear infections. Um, mm. And obviously ears are part of the, the skin. They are a really confined tube of skin essentially. And they are really, really sensitive to, um, to allergies and uh, obviously skin infections. Yeah. So a lot of dogs will come in and they'll be you know have really bad ear infections, but owners just think they've been scratching their collar wow. but because they're quite close to their ears. So that, that's one big one that we're always asking owners to keep an eye out for is, is definitely the scratching of the ears. Yeah, I've had experience that myself and it's really easy, as you said,
0: to overlook some things. Yeah. You may not necessarily see them scratching or you may not have a look and then it can get, it can really build up and get out of control before you even know it. Exactly.
1: And I can 100% empathize because, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you don't know what an ear infection would look like. You don't see this every day. This is your beloved frankie <laughs> who, who has developed these signs um out of nowhere and, and you know you don't know what an ear infection would look like so i don't blame you for seeing that for sure well i guess as a french bulldog owners there's, there's some slight
0: difference um because the ears are so exposed we are now encouraged by our vet to, to kind of clean them regularly right yep um which is one thing that does help with that but i guess not all dogs the dogs that have the ears which kind of are covered. Yeah, you're probably less exposed to external, you know, dander and things like uh,
1: that. yeah, well, it can go both ways. So, yeah. um I mean, obviously, a is straight up as a French bulldog's are yeah. um, the trend towards like and caboodles, they often have flopped over ears yeah. or beagles. That's another good example. Yeah. Um that that flap actually traps in a lot of moisture. Um, right. and that that moisture actually contributes to a lot of yeast ear infections um, in those dogs. So, cleaning can actually be very beneficial Um, but the caveat to that is that unfortunately flushing can be quite painful or even um, lead to resistance issues so if we're we're flushing on top of an active infection without getting veterinary advice that can actually make things a lot worse so um, okay flushing is is definitely a good preventative in, in early cases but if it's not making a difference please 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 consult your vet Another thing I've
0: noticed as a warning sign to be aware of is the smell. So, I mean, yes, you can smell it yourself if you're near your dog, but also like when you're walking, if it, if another dog goes
1: up and smells the
0: ear straight away, you know yeah. something's going on in there.
1: Big time, yeah. And right. I mean, some vets will you know make a, an initial diagnosis on the smell alone. So, it's not uncommon for them to um, to you know the vets to lift up the ear, have a sniff, and go yeast infection or. Um, You know, is a common bacteria. Mm. It has a very distinct, almost sweet smell. Um, But those kind of changes are are definitely ones you want to get the vet involved in. Because despite the fact that they don't seem too uncomfortable in most cases, it can be really painful and uncomfortable for them.
0: Okay. So you spoke briefly about kind of the causes of, you know, the allergies, for example, like danders and pollens and maybe food, for example. How do you find out what's actually causing it? I imagine that's pretty hard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we're... um, at Gordon Vets, we're, we're not a specialist clinic yeah. um, and we, we do often have to refer to, to specialists on, on really difficult skin conditions. But f- from our perspective, we often do uh, blood testing. Interestingly, there's a, there's a lab test that actually pinpoints what exactly dogs are allergic to. right? And, and it does help us with not only uh, eliminating that from the environment, but we've now um, been able to formulate um, what's called a desensitisation injection. So we, we can actually um, put together... a, a an injection that reduces sensitivity to, to certain pollens or certain insects that might be causing allergies
0: and that's a permanent kind of one-time thing or do you have to have that regularly or
1: yeah so it, it's uh it generally is long-term so okay. i find that most dogs are sort of on it but it's a reducing dose so they'll, they'll get very frequent i think it's weekly injections initially and it often reduces to once a month or once every six weeks mm. uh, and then put together in in batches, and you basically administer them at home. In most cases,
0: is that blood test? Is it common for dogs to be allergic to multiple things? Yeah.
1: O- almost always. Yes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I find them they're they're useful in cases where we do want to really dig deep and find out mm. what's going on. But my personal experience is that dogs are allergic to everything, so we often we often have to uh, yep. pinpoint. Um, not just pinpoint, but also just treat more holistically. So yeah. um, we, we do put them on drugs to reduce their body's sensitivities to those allergens. And sometimes we do have to use uh, techniques to avoid those. So um, obviously if we if we have a flea algae, very simple to fix these days. Um, if we have a storage mite algae, we just freeze the dry food so that we're not getting as many storage mites. Or we avoid the dog park where these certain trees are to, to try and stop those contact allergies or or more of an environmental allergy
0: taking hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the environmental ones are the hardest ones to avoid, right? I mean, if it's, if it's something in the food, you can kind of eliminate that quite easily. Yeah. But um, yeah, the environmental ones, like who knows where certain pollens are. and
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and unless you want to sort of keep them in, in uh, a bubble at all times, it can be really difficult to eliminate. So I'm always wary of of using those results solely because that we get so many positives and we don't know what that means we do have to sort of try different techniques to manage skin Mm -hmm. and it is it is in my experience it's probably one of the areas that's most frustrating for owners and i I totally get that because we we often do um, so many different treatments there's so many revisits but um, from the vet's perspective it's because it is a little bit of trial and error to try and work out what's going to work without too many side effects of medications
0: yeah it's definitely a challenge Mm
1: -hmm. so i mean What
0: are the earliest warning signs of maybe an allergy or or another skin condition that I can be looking out for? Because I know from experience, like you might think, oh, that's a little scratch or, you know they're, they're licking their paw that day and it's not a big deal yeah but sometimes it, you know it really builds up without you knowing
1: yeah so I, I think the the biggest um, early warning sign I've seen in, in my experience is this probably the ear scratching and then the uh, pores seem to be particularly sensitive to allergies mm. so if there's a mm. lot of chewing of the pores we'd be concerned that there is more of a a full body reaction going on yeah it's just the small vessels and the exposure of the feet to allergens it seems to be where it, it comes in first so if you're noticing uh, either of those two areas are receiving a lot more attention than the rest of the body it may be a red flag that we need to you know, get a bit involved
0: so um would you go straight to that blood test if i came in and my dog was showing signs of skin conditions or allergies or would you do something else before that
1: no so most i mean most cases are seasonal so um we're fortunate that there's you know, a really sort of focused season where we have allergies, as opposed to obviously in, in more tropical areas where skin allergies from environmental causes can be year round. So mm-hmm. depending on the climate, we'll often more just treat the symptoms, manage those, and then we'll revisit with blood testing or even potentially referral if it becomes a repeat issue. Mm-hmm. You remember that some of these dogs are scratching year round and have permanent skin changes, like thickening or increased pigment in the skin. Which actually is a sign of more chronic skin disease. Okay, so I guess
0: if I was to summarise the advice on skin conditions or allergies, is just to become aware of maybe what is causing them. So if you see any signs early on, get to your vet. Yep. and get a process in place to try and look into it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and do your research. Obviously, you know, look at what's common in the area, and, and make sure even if it's just a routine checkup, mention it to your vet because um, you know we often do um we don't get involved in certain uh areas of the body or if we don't if we don't hear about it we're not going to necessarily see evidence of, mm. of itching or scratching in the exam So make sure you just like with the vet they can look at the science and talk um, talk to you about what the options are are there any long-term kind of side effects or you know bad
0: conditions that can result from skin conditions so for example the ear infection do you have an example could that result in loss of hearing or something like that
1: definitely yeah and um you know Otitis media, which is the extension of otitis externa, or it can progress to basically, um, that, that's a middle ear infection. If we okay. let ear infections go for too long, can actually really affect dog's balance. And, and yeah, if it extends then to otitis interna or an inner ear infection, they can lose hearing. So okay. um, it's important not just to neglect it or to leave it alone. Essentially, we, we do want to talk to about vet and potentially get that treated. Great.
0: So we, got, we mainly talked about allergies today, but I think there's a, probably a lot of people out there, especially in the warmer months, dealing with you know skin allergies and irritations with their dogs. Um, so thanks a lot for sharing your, your expertise on that, job.
1: No worries, Will. Thanks for having me in.
0: Cheers.